It reminded me of our time when we lived together and all you could find in our kitchen was <laughs> Coke, French onion dip in the fridge, French fries in the freezer. Oh, and cheese was also in the Crinkle fridge. Crinkle cut fries in the fridge. Right. Crinkle cut fries in the freezer, shredded cheese in the fridge. In the pantry was Chef Boyardee's ravioli. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Lay's wavy potato chips. Yes. We would always eat fucking the chips and dip, have yes. our Cokes. Yes. And you would always make cheese fries. Yes. And I'm like, yes, yes she's making fries again. <laughs> <laughs> and Shannon would heat up her ravioli. <laughs> yes. That was literally our diet. Oh, my God. Hey guys, welcome back to Wayward Fans, a supernatural podcast. I'm Shannon. And I'm Liana. And today we are talking about Are You There, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. I'm sorry, is that your Gishwas water bottle? It is. It has a narwhal in it? Yeah. Aww. It says, stay cool. Oh man, that's awesome. I love Nalgene bottles, like, a lot. Jennifer does too. I always I don't get that. I don't know why, because there's nothing really special about them. No. But... I just, I've always really liked them. And then, so when I saw they had it in the store, you know, like way right. before the hunt even started, right. I was like, oh, I have to buy it. <laughs> and so I bought it and then I didn't get it until like after the hunt was over. Yeah, they didn't start shipping for a while. I, like, I got yeah. a t-shirt. I got the, um, is it Stay Be Weird? weird? Stay Weird? Yeah. And it's like way too small. Mm-hmm. I was kind of mad. Because I, I, really? Yeah. I don't know if they sent me the wrong size. It says it's an extra large, which is what I ordered, but it's like way too small so it's them boobies i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> oh well it's a oh, weight loss goal now yeah, fit my gift shirt <laughs> anyways sucks, though. sorry total i just saw that like right when we started the silent part of recording all <laughs> um so are you there god it's me dean winchester and in the beginning so Thank you, Supernatural, for the super long fucking titles. Yeah, it makes we it appreciate really great it. for files. It does. <laughs> File naming is just so much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, Are You There, God? It's Meeting Winchester is directed by Phil Sucria and written by Sarah Gamble and Lou Bolo? Boyo? Boyo, probably. <laughs> or Bolo. I mean, it sounds more likely that it would be... Italian if his name is Lou, which would be Bolo, right? This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's um, take it away. <laughs> so, um, are you there, God? It's me, Dean Winchester. We start with a gal sleeping on the couch. Uh, the TV and lights start flickering, and she wakes up, and she sees her breath turning cold. Uh, then her phone rings as she's getting up very frantically and uh, she doesn't answer it, but we hear Bobby leaving her a voicemail m- message and um, she opens up her big secret hunter closet and busts out her EMF reader and it's going nuts. And so she gets her shotgun um, and then she sees a ghost and she says, it's you and she shoots it. And then he shows up again and she says that she's sorry. And when she turns around, there's a lady ghost behind her who appears to rip the poor woman's like intestines out of her body. Mm-hmm. And then we cut the title card. Wing title card. The really pretty title card. <laughs> and also, there goes another lady. Yep. Scrubbed off supernatural. <laughs> she barely had like one line. <laughs> right. 
Um, so we get to see Dean and uh, Sam arguing about the validity of Cass. And Dean is still having a really hard time with believing in angels. Sam obviously has more faith than Dean, and he's totally cool with it. He's like, yeah, yeah what's up? I like Dean's line here, because Sam's like, I don't know what else would have gotten you out of hell. And Dean says, I wasn't groped by an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and so it begins. And so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny watching this again. Yes. With all of the shit you see on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, slash fic. Yes. Um, Which we won't go into that because I know some people are not happy with the slash fiction. But Right. It's just funny, though. Like, it's certain that- scenes that, you know, yeah. like. You like watching people sleep or whatever you're like. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I could not sh- stop laughing. Yeah, it's something saw. that me and Shannon find very amusing. So, um, yeah, we are. I'm well, I am constantly sending Shannon. 90% of <laughs> mine and Leanna's text conversations is me getting some meme or gif from Leanna of, of Supernatural. Of Specifically, <laughs> yeah. Almost always. Every now and then there will be a Jensen one in there. Yeah. But. And then... Even more rarely, there will be actual conversation. Yes, there's that too. And those are pretty short. Mm-hmm. And then I end it with a gif. And it's usually about supernatural or, be, you know. God, we have problems. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, Dean can't buy that, that God would give a crap about him. And he's really uncomfortable about the whole thing. And, you know, he asked Sam and Bobby, he asked the room, you know, what do we know about angels? And so Bobby sets this huge stack of books on the table and he's like, get to reading. And Dean grabs one off the top and he points to Sam and he goes, now you have to get me pie or you owe me you pie. Owe me pie. <laughs> <laughs> or you're, you're going to be getting me pie, I think is what he says, because yeah. Sam leaves. Right. Um. So I just noticed something um, kind of funny about my notes when I was typing them. Because I was going to type, if I was in Dean's position, I would also be very skeptical. Um, because it's very scary to think that God would single, single you out. Yeah. But instead of, if I was in Dean's position, <laughs> I typed if I was in Dean's possession. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad place to be. No, some of those little subconscious shit going on there. <laughs> Anyways, but that, I, I do, I agree Jensen, with Dean. Huh? I know, right? <laughs> That's a weird, weird slip. I feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> um, so Sam gets to the convenience store and we see Ruby's there off to the side. And she wants to know if the rumors are true about an angel, about the angel. And Sam tells her that they're not really sure, but he, he thinks that they're, that yes, they're dealing with an angel because they can't really think of anything else. And she's like, peace. Oh, see ya. I'm out. Right <laughs> And he's like, wait, wait, wait. She doesn't think an angel would take too kindly to her being a demon, friendly or not. To that point. Right. <laughs> she says that they smite first and ask questions later. And Sam's like, well, what do you know about them? And she's like, I don't know anything. I just know that they scared the holy hell out of me. Which I love that line. Right. The holy hell out of yeah. you, really? <laughs> For me, the angel scares the holy hell out of you. Not just regular hell. Right. The holy hell. Yeah. Um, Good one, Ruby. So she tells Sam to take care of himself and he tells her he's not afraid of angels and she just kind of gives him a look and then walks off. Right. Like what is going on? I think I'd be kind of afraid of angels. 
Right? Like, nobody's seen them in 2000 years. And and they did something that everybody says can't be done. And only one of them did it. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah. Sam's a little, I guess naive is the right word. Yeah. Because they're is way too many questions right now to be like, I'm not scared of him. Right. You should be a little scared. I mean, sure, from movies and stuff, you think they're supposed to be the good guys, but you actually have no idea. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Damn. So, um, Sam gets back to Bobby's place, and Bobby's packing up, and he tells Sam... Um, to keep the car running, they're going to go check on his friend Olivia, who is a hunter he's been trying to reach to help out with the angel stuff for the last three days. And it's not like her to ignore that many calls. And Sam goes, Olivia Lowry, right? And I was like, how, well, how do you would the fuck know, you know that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he got in touch with her in his journeys to try to, to try save, and save Dean. Dean. Maybe. But I thought that was so weird. That was pretty weird. I'm like, you... You guys didn't even know about the existence of other hunters a couple right. seasons ago, and now you have a network. <laughs> um, anyway, so he's like, you guys are going to follow me. Dean gets in. He's like, scoot over. Gets in the driver's seat. And Sam what? hands him the bag of goodies from the store. And the, and the pie, pie is not gone. <laughs> Dean's he, like, where's the pie? <laughs> and that's after Sam just said, when have I ever, when have I ever forgotten the pie? Right. Well, Sam, obviously <coughs> today's the day. Today's the day. You will not live it down. Nope. Um, so they show up at Olivia's place and we don't see her yet. We just see the three guys walk in. <laughs> Look into the room when that she's clearly in. And Bobby immediately turns around and walks, and walks out. out. And then it shows us Olivia on the floor with, like, her chest, ex- like, a fucking face hugger came out of there. Right. Well, not the face hugger. It would be the alien. Yeah. You know Sorry. what I mean. Keep it straight, Shannon. God. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like something exploded out, out of, of her, her chest. chest. I mean, we know it what was, happened because we saw right. it beginning. But, but it's, it's just still like, a horrifying thing That is not what I was expecting. I would have been right along with Bobby. Oh, well, fuck this. I'm leaving. <laughs> So Bobby, um, or well, the guys go in to take a closer look, and Sam sees the EMF reader, and <clears throat> um, I forgot. I thought there was something else that they saw, but anyway, Bobby comes back inside and he says he called some other surrounding hunters, and they're not answering either. Um, so the guys kind of split up and go check for other hunters, right? And they are all dead. Same, same mo. Yeah. Um, so Sam and Dean head back to Bobby's place. Um, Sam's driving. You can tell that Dean's asleep in the car as he stops for gas. And Sam goes in the bathroom. And while he's in there, his breath, you can see his breath. So I just want to say that that bathroom is disgusting. It was filthy. And I think most gas station bathrooms right, are pretty but gross. But it's just so, because I don't know what it is when I see TV shows and movies where there's people in disgusting bathrooms and they're washing their hands. I'm like, why? You're going to have to touch some of that to get out of there. <laughs> like, you were in this vicious cycle of just washing and filthy and washing and filthy. Like, why are you even in there? Hold it in. <laughs> Pee outside. You're a guy. But you're a guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't understand the concept of washing your hands when you still have to leave someplace that's disgusting. Maybe when you take the paper towels, you use them to open the door. That's what I do a lot. Yeah. So I even do that in clean bathrooms. Bathrooms are gross. Bathrooms are gross. The bathroom at work, everything is motion 
activated, I fucking love it. Right. The soap, the water, the paper towels, the door. I just wave my hand in front of this panel and the door opens. That's a good way to go. I don't have to touch anything when I'm leaving the bathroom. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how it should be. Exactly. Very sanitary, unlike a witch. Who are very unsanitary. Yeah. So, um, spirit activity is happening within the bathroom with Sam, and he turns around and it's Henriksen. And you're like, what? what? Okay, well, now I guess he's definitely dead. Yeah. We can check that off the list, unfortunately. I'm so sad that he's gone. Yeah. I love Agent Henriksen. Yep. So, he blames Sam for the death, saying, um, you know, that it, Lilith was there to get him, and he brought her up upon them, and... They fight. Sam notices a symbol, like a brand, on Henriksen's hand. Um, the fight's not that long. Dean shows up and shoots him. How, why did Dean show up? I don't know. He, I, well, they he, they must have, like, some, like, a twin connection, you know? Or, like, they can feel like, <laughs> oh, shit, Sam's, Sam's in, in trouble. Because <laughs> he shows up not just in the bathroom, but with his shotgun. Right. And the rock salt. You know, I'm like, what? how did you know? Maybe, like, the radio started coming off and on in the car. That's definitely a possibility. We don't know that part, but I'm just going to chalk it up to, like, a spidey sense. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing, like, with our very first episode with the lady with in white. With the lady in white. <laughs> when it just shows up. <laughs> um, so we cut over to uh, Bobby's house, and Bobby starts having this spirit activity. The lights are flickering, the cold breath. So he's walking around with an iron bar, you know, trying to find out what's going on. And two twins show up behind him. Very The Shining type twins. Right. Before that, he's standing in front of his staircase. I do want to say one of these days I would love to be able to just walk around Bobby's house and look at all the stuff in there. Right. Um, Have like a week there. Right. To just look at the shit in Bobby's house. Um, But before that, he's standing facing his stairway and and the ball comes bouncing down and then like rolls and stops right in front of his feet. What? I've seen that in a movie somewhere. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. I know what you're talking about um, because I know it's happened before in in a horror movie. Right. I just cannot figure out what movie it was from. It's not The Shining, is it? I don't think so. I can't remember that ever happening in The Shining. Me either. I know something similar happens in Poltergeist, but it doesn't go down the stairs. It just comes out of her closet. Right. Um, I'll have to, we'll have to look it up The after. only thing I could think of, which is so stupid, of a ball bouncing down the stairs that were, that were to remind me of is Labyrinth. When she's in the MCS oh, room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see the crystal going That's down the and then going up. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of where I see a ball bouncing downstairs I'm like pretty that. sure it happens in a horror movie, I though. think so, too. I think you're right. Okay. I didn't think about that. But mm-hmm. it is, it, it was very similar when I was watching it. I just... Okay. I was just wondering, maybe you remembered it. it. Yeah, no, it didn't come to mind when I saw it. But we'll figure that out. Because yeah, it's probably going to, I'm going to be like, what was that? <laughs> Later. <laughs> so, uh, so the twins show up. Um... Then it cuts right back to Sam and Dean, and Sam is upset about Hendrickson, and he's blaming himself. He's like, well, he was right. Right. And Dean's like, shut up. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he doesn't say that, but he basically says that. Pretty much. (laughs) He tells him to stop, um, because he can't get... Dean's been trying to get a hold of Bobby this whole time, and he tells Sam, if you're not thinking of answers, don't think at all. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a meme? (laughs) 
I thought it was really funny because Sam's over here doing his like Sam thing of like, yeah. oh, I feel so terrible. With, it's my yeah. fault. And Dean's like, shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't find Bobby. <laughs> um, so the boys show up at Bobby's place. They can't find him. They split up. Sam goes outside. Why do they always split up when they're searching? That is the stupidest. It's not they like it's a huge area you have to search. It's Bobby's house. Because apparently they can never remember what happens when they split I up. I guess not. Um, Sam goes outside. He walks by the car that the two little girls have Bobby pinned in, but he can't hear anything because they're, they're covering, covering his mouth. mouth. Um, and Meg shows up inside the house to confront Dean, but she doesn't look like I didn't recognize her at all. I didn't recognize her at first either until Dean was like, Meg? When she started talking, I was like, that's Meg. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell her face, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. So you want to say something cool about her? That's longer hair. Right? <laughs> so the actress, the actress, her name is Nikki Acox, I think is how you say it. Um, And when I first started the Twitter account for Wayward fans, we would do, like, Women Crush Wednesdays and Man Crush Mondays. And so one of my Women Crush Wednesdays, I did a little picture of her like a little gif of it and put all these hearts around her face and stuff and i was like she's so gorgeous and she responded <laughs> she was like that is so flattering thank you and i Aww. fucking lost it like, it was Meg. she talked to me <laughs> if she only knew that i know made, that she made like your year yeah that. <laughs> seriously it was very exciting <laughs> you did have a huge crush on her yep so yep. that's understandable so we find out her, you know, it's Meg Masters, and she's like, I was just a college girl. I was attacked by this demon smoke. She's upset that she had to watch the demon kill people while they were, she was in it in, in her own body as, like, a, a guest. Um, Which makes me sad, because I didn't realize she was, like, aware of everything. I guess I kind of right. thought that maybe she was not well, conscious in, the whole time. I mean, I know she saw some of it, but... Well, in the episode when they finally exercise the Meg... Demon, right. And Meg, the girl Meg Masters is dying, um, which is funny that Meg kept her name. Right. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, she says while she's dying that she didn't, she wasn't awake for all of it. She does. She okay. says it because she, she was like, I, she was like, I was awake for a little bit of it. And that's how she tells him where she knows where John is. Okay. But she was like, I didn't see everything. But okay. So when she says this, I'm like, I wonder if that's just trying to lay the guilt on. Then I think it is yeah. based on what we know. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> um, but um, and then she says that the guys attacked her and killed her without thinking. And Dean's like, we didn't know. We did the best we could. And she doesn't care at all. She thinks they didn't do the best that they could. Um, and she attacks them. And they fight. Dean notices a symbol on her hand. Um. Then we cut back out to the little girls with Bobby, and they're talking about a monster that killed them, and we find out that Bobby was in the same house as them, and he walked by the room. That and didn't save them. Right. Um, so then Sam sees his own breath as he's out in the junkyard, and so he knows he's close to wherever Bobby is, and so he starts opening all the cars and looking. Um, and we cut back to Meg telling Dean about her little sister and how she wasn't the same after Meg disappeared. She became lost. Um, and then once they found Meg's body at the morgue, the little sister killed, killed herself. herself. Yeah. Um, so then Sam back out at the junkyard sees like the frost building up on one of the rear or the side mirrors on a car and gets Bobby out 
fighting off the spirits with Bobby. Then back in the house, Dean shoots the iron chandelier down over Meg. So it makes her go away. <laughs> I love how it's necessary for Dean to say iron. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in case you really, haven't been watching until really now. Dean. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe some new viewers are like, why did that work? And Dean's yeah. like, because it's iron. Explainer. <laughs> <laughs> right? That just makes me laugh. Iron. Oh, thanks, Dean. <laughs> Wear your sunglasses that you can put on right here, right. line. <laughs> So then the guys are all talking, and um, uh, Bobby or Sam says, so they're all people we know, and Dean says, not just know, people we couldn't save. And Dean tells him he notices he noticed a brand on her hand, and Sam says he saw one in Hendrickson's, too. Sam draws the symbol for Bobby, um, and then Bobby starts, like, grabbing a bunch of books, and he's like, we gotta go follow me, and Sam's like, where are we going? <laughs> Bobby just gives him this the worst look, and he's like, "Somewhere safe, you idiot!" <laughs> like Bobby, it's a valid question. <laughs> I just thought I was like, "Whoa, right. someone's tense." <laughs> so they go downstairs into a panic room, solid iron, soaked in salt. <laughs> but Sam's like, "Bobby, you have a panic room," and Dean's just like. You're awesome. awesome. Well, I just love it because he's like, you built a panic room? And Bobby's like, how do we get off? <laughs> that, uh, he's good with his hands, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Up in a weekend, no big deal. Um, But I don't know why, because they go in the panic room and then we cut back and we see Dean sitting there filling up the rounds with rock salt. Uh-huh. I just think it's so cool when we get to see him just doing that stuff. Right, the mundane like, stuff. Yeah, that about being a hunter. Obviously like, have to do, but right. we never see. Yeah, it just makes me happy. I like those little montages yeah. as well. Dean then starts talking more about not believing in God. Um, because, and this is when he does the, the argument of, you know, if there's a God, why does he let bad things happen to good people? Um, and I like how Sam just looks over at Bobby and Bobby's like, I'm not, I'm not touching, touching that one with a 10 foot pole. And it's one of those things where I totally understand Dean's questions because it's what everybody asks about God. If there's a God, why does he let bad things happen to good people? And I think there's like a, a, a kind of a misunderstanding about God in that God created us. Um, he's a creator that doesn't necessarily mean he's benevolent, you know, um, and that his goal when he created humans wasn't to make all these happy, wonderful little things, but to create beings that evolved and grew and learned and you're not going to do any of those things if you're always happy. Yeah. It's kind of like, cause we made, he made the angels and that's what the angels were. The angels were very happy and, um, pure and they never had any reason to change. And right. so that's when he made humans, was to make something that was actually going to grow and not just always be what he had originally made it. So maybe if you talk to Cass a little bit, Dean, you'd know that. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and Sam just goes, yeah. And then it's not. They don't discuss it. <laughs> no, it's they dropped. don't. <laughs> um, so Bobby finds his symbol. Uh, it's the mark of the witness. Witness to the unnatural. None of them died ordinary deaths. They were forced to rise. Now they're like rabid dogs. Someone used a very powerful spell to do it, and whoever did it has big plans. It's a ritual called the Rising of the Witnesses. It figures into an ancient prophecy from Revelations. I love it because he says it's a sign, and then both of them say, a sign of what? And it's when they talk at the same time. Right. I love when they talk at the same time. Um, 
Bobby tells them it's a sign of the apocalypse. And that's when Dean says one of my favorite lines. Which is, you mean apocalypse, apocalypse? (laughs) (laughs) And Sam asks what they need to do now. And Dean offers up a road trip. And Bobby thinks that he has a spell they can do to lay all the witnesses back to rest. But they're going to have to go back out into the house and do the spell over an open fire and get, you know, the ingredients and whatnot. Right. Um, did you want to take this time to do the revelations, the witnesses, or do you want to wait till the end? Do you want to just wait till the end? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so they go back out into the house. Um, Ronald shows up. No, not Ronald. <laughs> um, From Night Shifter. Right. The mandroid guy. Who technically didn't die on... You know, an unordinary death. He was just shot, but it was in an unordinary situation, well, I but guess. Well, it was also someone that Dean couldn't save. True. That's what true. it was. Yeah. yeah. I was so sad when he died. I loved Ronald. Ronald was really good. It was really sad to see him back as a ghost. It was. Especially a really upset ghost. Yeah. And blaming Dean. So Dean is talking to him and Bobby just shoots, shoots him, him and says, <laughs> shoot, don't talk. Like, if you're going to mean Bobby, geez. If you're, you're going to shoot, then shoot, don't talk. Um, and Dean is just like, holy shit, he's kind of taken aback. But then they go upstairs, and Bobby's just kind of directing them to go get things. Um, Sam goes upstairs, Dean has to go to the kitchen. The twins show up, and they start to kind of torment Bobby. Which I'd like to point out, Bobby does not shoot them. Right. The way he expected Dean to just shoot Ronald. Right, right. (laughs) Hypocrite. (laughs) Meg shows up to torment Sam. She knows about Ruby, and she wants to know how many bodies Ruby's has burned through. If, which I was like, that's a pretty good question. Like a very Sam. valid question. On, Sam. Yeah. So what's the answer? <laughs> um, um, and then Henriksen shows up to torment Dean, and and he tells him some horrible stuff about Lilith, how they, how she, she killed all of them, right, and just tortured it them. It was a long, drawn out process. Before. It lasted like forty five minutes of her just torturing everybody. Do you think that's true? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Because I was just like, I mean. It sounds like Lilith. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. I wouldn't be surprised if she did it. But based on what we saw, right. it just looks like she went in there and blew shit up. Right. Um, but like he said, is like first this happened and then she blew right. everyone up. And he was the last one. So he had to watch the whole thing. Right. Which would be really, really awful. That would be. I hope it wasn't true and that it was just the witness yeah, <laughs> trying seriously. to be, make it really bad. Because that's when, because at first Dean's like, no, it's not my fault. Right. Whatever. Yeah. You're just dead. It's fine. But then when Henriksen says that, Dean's like, I didn't know. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. You know, he got really yeah. upset. Um, Henriksen actually shoves his hand into Dean's chest and is about to potentially murder him. But then Sam shows up and shoots him in the face and... Saves them. Everything's fine. They go back to where Bobby is to do the spell. Ronald shows up again, but he disappears before he can get shot. And that's another of my favorite lines, because Dean says, Ronald, man, I thought we were pal. And <laughs> Ronald says, that's when I was breathing. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So Bobby starts doing the spell. All the spirits start showing up and causing chaos. And um, Meg actually uses a desk to pin Sam. And then she shoves her hand through Bobby's back. Bobby then drops the bowl with all the spell juice in it. Dean catches it, and after being prompted by Bobby, he throws it into the fireplace. Fire turns blue. All the spirits disappear. 
It was really cool looking. Yeah. I liked it. So they're all asleep. Dean wakes up. Why is Dean sleeping on the floor? I don't know. I, I, think I thought so they weird. were all in the living room sleeping together. Is that what it was? Yeah, because I thought I saw Sam on the couch. Oh. Maybe. So Dean just had to take the floor. I think they were all staying together in the same room. Okay. Because, you know, it's kind of a big deal what just happened, <laughs> maybe. And they were worried. I don't know. And then we hear the sound of the angel wings. Right. I love that sound. Cash shows up. He thanks Dean for helping with the witnesses. And Dean gets angry that he didn't help. Um, he thought Dean's were supposed to be helpful, not dicks. <laughs> I put in parentheses, if you only know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, you've got a lot to learn, Dean. Cass tells Dean to read a Bible. Angels are warriors of God. He's a soldier. And Dean says, well, well then why didn't you fight? And Cass tells him that he's not there to perch on his shoulder. He is there for, he, there's something else, something bigger that they had to deal with. And Dean asks why God isn't helping what's taking him so long. And Cass is about to say something, and Dean says, if you say God works in mysterious ways, so help me, I will kick your ass. And I love Cass just throws his he arms throws up his and, hands like, exasperation. Up. All right, fine. <laughs> Dean's, and it looks like Dean's kind of taken aback like this, like, holy shit, you were going to say that? Like, But then the look he gives Dean after more. that, like, kind of, because Dean's like, I will kick your ass. And so Cass does his whole throwing his arms up, but then he looks at Dean all, you would never kick right. my ass. Like, <laughs> you go ahead and keep saying that, right. but... <laughs> You puny human. Right. <laughs> um, Cass tells him that big things are afoot, and that's why they are there. Um, and I really love seeing this version of Cass, because it's been a while since I've seen this version of yeah. Cass. Where he kind of just... And I love Dean to pieces, but I just like seeing him kind of shut Dean down. Yeah. With Dean. Cause, and I, I totally understand Dean's side of it, too. Because right. he's like, okay, well, if God singled me out and pulled me out of the fucking hell, why isn't he here helping us? Right. Yeah. You know, and Cass is like... There's a much bigger picture. It's not all about you. Right. Settle the fuck down. Yeah. I mean, I understand both sides of it. But I it's, do. It's really nice seeing Cass have this very strong, you right. know, put foot down. Like, yeah. It's the badass. Settle down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see that anymore, and it makes me angry. Because Dean is really mean to Cass a lot of the time. I know some of it is kind of like that tough love type shit, but um, I think that's what ended up happening for me with the whole team sam team dean thing is like after Cass came on the show this this angel who's there to like help them and um is asking for the their help in return and dean is just always very mean to Cass, right like always um and i can't it, it remember how mean he is or gets or whatever well i mean it's just even just little four. things like the way he talks to him right. the way he tells him to do shit all the time like i just i don't right. like the way dean treats Cass, right especially after Cass like seriously saved him from hell yeah well, I think a lot of it has to stem from it's just so hard for Dean to believe that this is really going on. And right. then when he knows that it's an angel, he's like, why Why am I being singled out? And why isn't God helping us? Like, right. that's a huge thing no, I, I get a lot that. of his yeah. series. I, I get that. It's just, he's just I angry. And I right. think he's taking out his anger on Cass. He is. Unfortunately. He is. But I think that's what is happening. No, you're right. It just makes me mad. Oh, I know. <laughs> he's hurting your boo. But... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Not hurting him. <laughs> but Emotionally. That's when, that's when Kaz says my favorite line in the show, because Dean's throwing his little tantrum. Uh, and Kaz says, you should show me some respect. I dragged you out of hell. I can throw you back in. Yeah, I put that as one of my favorite yeah. lines, too. I'm like, yeah, Kaz, <laughs> tell him. But um, he tells he tells him that they're... Uh, um, 
He doesn't say that yet, actually. He doesn't? No. Oh, it's, he has to talk about Lilith, thing. right? Yeah, because oh, okay. so Cass explains that the Rising of the Witnesses is actually one of the 66 seals. Um, and the seals are being broken by Lilith. Lilith actually raised the spirits that hunters could that hunters couldn't save because she has a certain sense of humor. Yes. Uh, 20 hunters died uh, in that whole fray. And Cass explains further that the seals are like locks on the door. And Dean's like, okay, so what happens when the last one breaks? And he says, when the last one opens, Lucifer walks free. Um, and then this is when Dean gives Cass some more shit about not helping with the witnesses. And Cass tells him that there are other battles, other seals, some they'll lose and some they'll win. The army angel is not unlimited. Six of Cass's... The angel army. What did I say? Army angel. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) My new band name. Um, the, The army is not unlimited and six of Cass's brothers actually died that week. Um. And Cass has not taken any shit. He says, you think the armies of heaven should just follow you around. There's a bigger picture here. You should show me some respect. I dragged you out of hell. I can throw you back in. And he's like right in Dean's face. Poof. And like you said, it's like the lips. The lips. The lips. Right They're there. All, I was told. And because you talked to me about his lips all the time, that's all I was paying attention to. <laughs> They're amazing, right? <laughs> um, I mean, whose lips look like that? I've never seen lips look like that. There's not. Ever. Yeah. Dean wakes up. Oh. <laughs> I guess we can talk about the show now. Um, as if his conversation with Cass was a dream. Sam is sitting across from him on the couch, um, putting his shoes on and stuff. And Dean asks Sam if he believes in God and angels. And Sam's like, yeah, totally. And he asks Sam if that means he also believes in the devil. And Sam's like, why are you asking me all of this? Then credits. Credits. Yeah. I think it's a little weird that Dean doesn't believe in Lucifer after having spent four months in hell. Right. Um, I mean, I granted he never saw Lucifer, but it seems like having spent that much time in hell would have at some point had some impact on Dean's system of beliefs. And apparently it has had like none. Right. And that's weird. Well, it's like I was saying earlier, it's surprising to me how adamant Dean is against not against believing that angels and God are real right. when he has spent time in hell. Right. He's heard a demon at least once before talk about Lucifer. Right. Um, he chalked, he, I mean, as he says in the next episode, he chalked it up to a Sunday school right. um, fairy tale for demons, which apparently he thinks God is a Sunday school fairy tale for humans. Right. Um, so I think that's, I guess, yeah. goes along with his right. can't touch it, see but it. But you're right. Yeah. It. I guess that does explain that. I just, it's just so weird to me. Like, dude, you were in hell, like actual hell, going through literal hell, and you haven't changed anything about the way you think about the world? Like, Right. I even thought it was weird without him going to hell. I'm like, you know, demons exist. Because there was that episode with the father that Sam was like 100% sure it was an angel. Right. And Dean was like, I don't don't think so. Mm -hmm. And it turned out not to be. It was just the father. But um, <clears throat> I was always in that episode. I, I think we even talked about it. I was just like, I think it's kind of weird because they know there's hell. They know there's demons. And Dean hasn't been to hell, but he right. believes in it. He knows right. about it because apparently that's, that's where, where the demons, demons go. Come from, right. And they come, you know, come from. So 
wouldn't it make sense that there it's was not a, a counter huge, to that? Right. It's not a huge leap of faith to think, well, if there's hell, there's obviously got to be an opposite to that. Right. Especially someone who's like king of black and white. Right. Like, Maybe here's the black, where's the white? Theme, right. Maybe you know? not that there's a god even, but there's at least an opposite of hell right you know right exactly maybe with angels maybe with not maybe with something else some other type of that being. would combat right com- combat demons right you know to balance out the world Cause, right because i mean hell's a big deal but like, i mean that's maybe that's why dean is so upset because right? maybe he always thought that there's all this evil in the world and no and good no good and right. he couldn't ever Right. I mean, and for a life that he's lived, sure, yeah, it definitely looks like there's nothing good in the world. So maybe right. there isn't anything up there. I mean, and yeah, it's and all that's bad. the whole thing. Is like, <laughs> it's, it's just such a conflicting thing as far as how I can relate to what Dean believes. Right. But then also question it. I don't know. It's weird. I can relate to it because I am the same as him. Right. But I don't believe in hell or demons either. Right. <laughs> You know, but I don't fight them, so there's, right. there's a little there's difference. A little different. Yeah. Um, but I, I would be the same way for a very long time. I would be like this. I, yeah, I can't believe any of this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I could see that. But anyway, so little tidbit, really quick tidbits. I think I have two of them here. Misha reported that Kripke wanted to base the look of the character uh, uh, of Cass on the comic book character Constantine. Uh, John Constantine is an occult detective who's featured in John Constantine uh, Hellblazer comic book series, uh, the 2005 film Constantine, and a 2014 TV series. Um, But he says specifically he didn't want to go off how they made Keanu Reeves look. Right. In the movie. Because, um, and I don't think I have it in this one. I think it's in the next episode. But Eric Kripke cites three of the things that influenced Supernatural for him the most were Hellblazer, um, the Sandman comics, okay. and which are like the most amazing things ever, <laughs> and Neil Gaiman's um, American Gods, uh, okay. which is also right. really fucking amazing. Yeah. So, which I can totally see. And I think that. Eric Kripke has amazing tastes. Well, yeah. So, I mean, in, obviously. But yeah. You so know what he, I mean? He cast Misha. <laughs> <laughs> so he very he very strongly wanted the, the character Constantine from Hellblazer to come through. Uh, in, in, so does he wear a trench, a trench coat? He basically wears what Misha wears. Oh, does he really? That whole oh, okay. thing. Does he have like the sex dub hair? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not combed down <laughs> the way it gets later on. Right. You're like, what are you doing? Oh, this is horrible. Come on. Run, right. run your fingers through that shit. Mess, <laughs> Mess it up. It up. Right. <laughs> um, also, if anybody noticed the poster in Bobby's panic room of the blonde woman in the uh, pale yellow bathing suit is actress Bo Derek in Blake Edwards' comedy 10 from 1979. Never would have known that. Me either. I looked it up. Because <laughs> they just, you know, they, they right. do a shot of it. So yeah. I was like, yeah. Who is that? <laughs> I've heard the name Bo Derek. I never knew anything she was in, though. And those are your tidbits. Um, oh, and body count, and this is two. So the two hunters, the two that hunters. Die. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I thought <coughs> it would Excuse be kind me, of sorry. fun. Maybe fun is not the right word. So I don't know if everybody's gonna <laughs> like this, but um, since we're talking about some very biblical stuff now in the show, that I would like to go through the book of Revelation and 
talk about because like all of the stuff they're referencing is actual like in the bible type shit right and so the seals they're not necessarily described as seals but they are events that happen in revelation that lead to the apocalypse and everybody either dying or going to heaven um so i'd like to read the one about the rising of the witnesses time for a mini sermon yes it's not a sermon i'm just reading (laughs) so i'm sorry if it seems a little long everybody um, and there was given to me, oh, this is Joseph who is translating this, by the way. Um, there was given me a rod, a reed like unto a rod, and the angels stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple leave out, and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot for forty and two months. And I will give power unto the two witnesses. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth from their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall rise, and when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of this great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell. And an earthquake were and in the earthquake were slain, <laughs> and in the earthquake were slain the men of seven thousand, and the remnant were affrighted, and gave glory to the God of heaven. And second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of the Lord are become the kingdoms of our Lord, and of His Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders that sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants and prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name shall small and great. And shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in the heaven, and there was seen in the temple the ark of the testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. So in other words, these two witnesses were going to be raised to make life absolutely miserable for everybody on earth. And then Lucifer was going to come out of hell and kill them, which is God's way of tricking everybody into worshiping Lucifer and then bringing judgment upon them. That's really mean. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
God, see, that's what I'm saying. God is not a nice thing. Like, it's just, I don't understand why people are like, well, if God's there, why is he letting all these bad things happen? I'm like, you guys read the Bible? Like, <laughs> no. Dina's no. never read the Bible. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and I think a lot of people who argue that have not read the Bible. I think so, too. There's yeah. just that. Like how angels are... You misconceived know. right right it's just what the media has shown in in movies and right books and stuff right they're generally like but yeah these helping i love things. the book revelation i think it's absolutely amazing it's some crazy shit that goes on in there so if you've never read the bible at least read that one it's very short last one in the new testament you'll read some insane shit happening we got a little insight to this episode of supernatural to this entire two seasons <laughs> of supernatural i mean this is like pretty much enacting like the book of revelation it's, it's pretty crazy spoilers i love it oh come on it's not much of a spoiler they've already said we're starting the apocalypse <laughs> um, all right favorite scene shannon cass and dean talking at the end um yes that one also, sorry go ahead oh no go ahead which I was going to say, which also is my favorite line. Right. The heaven army part. Oh, okay. Angel army. Right. I think he said that armies of heaven is what he actually said. I think you're right. But anyway, that whole thing that I read. Yes. Up to the, you should show me respect. I like that whole bit. Just because I like seeing cast get in Dean's face. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to see Dean getting put down by any means, but it's just kind of. It's nice to see Cass. It's really nice to see Cass kind of put Dean in his place because he thinks Dean is feeling very entitled when Dean shouldn't be feeling entitled, even though I think Dean does have a little bit of credence to feel entitled because he was just told he was singled out by God. Right. <laughs> and he's yeah. wondering why he's got to, you know, carry this on his own. Um, Cause he doesn't know everything yet. You know, he doesn't know the gravity of the situation. So, but that being said, I really like seeing Cass, you know, kind of shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm going to pick two. So I'm glad you picked my cast out. I'm like, oh, good. That was a legitimate choice. Well, it's really funny that I give you so much shit because most of mine have been cast. That is really funny. But I really, I love Cass's character. Me too. I love him. Well, I mean, everybody knows I do. Right. I mean, I don't love him to the extent you do. Like, I don't go outside of (laughs) Supernatural and follow Misha, even though I think Misha is a pretty amazing person based on, like, the things that he's done. Yes. You know, following him on Twitter yeah. and doing this, the scavenger hunt and everything and right. the charities he does. Um, all that stuff is good. But <laughs> just the show aside, like, I was totally team cast when it came in. Yeah. I mean, of the brothers, I'm always going to be Dean. But right. then we come up with team free will of the, the right. three. Right, which is great. That's that's my yeah. number one. Yeah. But team cast is, I'm team cast all the way. Yeah. He's amazing. He's he an is. amazing character. The actor's amazing. He does really, really well. Yeah. I can't think of anybody else who would play this. Oh, hell no. To, to the way Misha no. does it. And I am just over the moon that they decided to keep him. Me because too. Because that would have been really upsetting if he was if only he in just like two left. or three episodes. Yeah. I would have. There would have been a huge uproar, I think. <laughs> I don't know that I would have. I mean, I probably still would have at least finished through I five. I think I would have finished all of them, even to, if he hadn't to, been To in see it. what right. happens, but I just don't know if I would have wanted to keep going without that. I mean, it's really hard to say, because I know right. that you know how that they have right? Now, yeah. The bond that's there is yeah. just so... It makes... It just adds to what it's, the brothers have. Would you say it's a profound bond? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But, 
But it's hard to say if he wasn't there that I would stop watching. Right. It's, it's, it's impossible show, to say, right? It, it would just not. It, would it, be wouldn't, the same. it wouldn't have the same dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so that was my favorite was the conversation they have in the kitchen. And then also I picked the scene where um, Meg is confronting Dean in the hallway. Um, yeah. Just because I liked the the way she talked Meg. to him. It's not just because it's Meg. God, I can't pick anything anymore. <laughs> but yes, and then my favorite line is the you should show me some respect. Um, There's only one song in here. Lonely, yep. is, Lonely the is the Night. Billy it's a good Squire. Song. Recap. Um, yeah. That's what I got for this one. What about you? That's it. Alright, then we are going to take a break and we will be back for In the Beginning. Welcome back, and on to an episode Leanna hates. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> we all know how she feels about time travel. We do. We've, so. I've mentioned that a few times. Um, this is In the Beginning. It's directed by Steve Blam and written by Jeremy Carver. And we open up with Dean asleep, and we see Snam, Snam. We see <laughs> Sam sneaking out with Ruby. Uh, we cut back to Dean sleeping, and we see his eyes flashing from his time in hell. And then Cass appears and is sitting on Dean's bed. And he says, hello, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which becomes a thing. And um, asked him what he was dreaming about. And Dean asks him if he just gets off on watching people sleep. <laughs> Maybe he does. <laughs> um, and then he just says to Dean, you have to stop it and touches Dean's forehead. And Dean is suddenly sleeping on a bench in the middle of the day. He has no cell phone service. He stands up from the bench and we see an advertisement for tab. Um, and he enters a nearby diner and he sits down next to a man at the counter and learns that he's in Loris, Kansas. And that it is 1973. And then he realizes that he's sitting next to his dad. Or, a.k.a. Back to the Future. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much what just happened there. To the entire Back to the Future scene. All the way down to Tab. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was cute. I mean, it was obvious yeah, what they were doing. I, it and, was. And we know Kripke's love of the throwbacks. Yeah. Even though reading the uh, transcripts, this transcribed commentary from the dvd it uh-huh. was all jeremy carver oh was it yeah right on not that Kripke would ever say no to that obviously well no um so dean's like really out of it the guy buys him coffee and dean's just like he thinks that there must be something after his dad that right. he needs to stop um john leaves dean goes to follow him and when he rounds the corner Cass is there and he With has his hair. I miss that <laughs> hair so much. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be back in season 12. It's so black. Who has hair that black? Nobody. 
Misha Collins. Um, so Cash shows up and he tells. Sorry, guys. And, and Dean's like, what the fuck? You know, how am I here? What's going on? And Cass explains that time is fluid and that angels can bend time when they need to. Um, he tells Dean that he needs to stop it, but he doesn't say what it is. And Dean mm-hmm. gets really mad that he can't get a straight answer out of Cass and then Cass disappears. Which is just, I mean, because he's being very cryptic and, right. and demons are very evasive and there's a lot in common there, angels and demons. Right. Why can't you ever just fucking say what you mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> so then Dean catches up with John, who's about to buy a VW bus, and Dean talks him out of it and has him buy the Impala. Of course. The ever-present and wonderful Impala that we all have grown to love. How different the show could have been with a VW bus. <laughs> Dean they could have stored a lot more stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Dean introduces himself as Dean, Dean Van Halen. Halen. Oh my god. <laughs> and starts asking his normal array of bizarre questions. He's just so bad at this. He really is. And John's like, okay, I'll do it. Seriously. Just, nice to see you, but go away. <laughs> <coughs> Dean follows him, and uh, he follows him to jo- to Mary's house, where John is picking up Mary, and he follows them to the diner, and he's watching them like a creeper, and then he says, Sammy, wherever you are, mom is a babe. I am going to hell. Again. Again. <laughs> I do think it's really cute that he thinks his mom's a babe. It is funny, and I also thought it was quite amusing that he thought he was going to hell for calling his mom right. a babe. <laughs> Um, so John and Mary are talking and we get to hear that Mary's dad does not like John. Um, and he wants to kind of take her away and everything. She tells him she'll be right back. She actually goes outside to fight Dean. That must have been so weird for him. Oh, I have to like defend myself from my mom and not like hit her. Right. (laughs) I don't know how to do this. Right. Did you also notice when he pins her to the wall uh, and she has the charm bracelet? One of them oh, is the men of letters. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. Okay, I saw that. Mm. Well, I, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what yeah. is that doing there? I know, me too. I was like, I have so many questions. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, so he sees her charm bracelet. Yes. Um, he notices uh, the devil uh, trap. Star pentagram. Thank you. <laughs> I was just like, why isn't it coming the in my brain? thing with the demon. You know, it has a circle. Anyways, he sees the pentagram and he's like, you're a hunter? And he like lets her go because he's got her pinned to the wall at that point. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, why are you following us? And does... I don't think he tells her that. I think he just says he thought something was after them. Or oh. maybe he doesn't say anything yet. Because he does say that at the table with her parents later. Right. But anyway. So they leave the diner and um, John drops her off. And Dina's there waiting at her place. And he really wants to meet her dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go inside. And? And it's... Oh my god! Skinner! <laughs> you must have flipped when you saw it. I was like, oh my 
shit. I was so excited that Skinner was in this. And I had, I was like, I wonder if Kim Manners directed this. And he didn't, obviously, but I got really excited yes. of the connection. And I love, um, I think it's Mitch Pelegi. Pelegi, yeah. I love him. He's he is great. So, so good. He is. And it's really funny because I was reading an article. Um, I wish I copied it and, and had it here so I could remember it verbatim, but they wanted to bring him in or to bring not Mitch, but, uh, the grandfather. Oh, okay. In on, um, I think they were saying bad day at Black Rock. Oh, okay. They wanted to bring him in a lot earlier. Oh, and they did want it to be Mitch, but he couldn't come for scheduling issues or something, and they were going to do it with somebody else, but then it, the writer's strike happened, and all this stuff was, like, not allowing it to happen. Okay. So then when they did it here, everybody was, like, super grateful that they waited because of how it worked out, it worked and they out got really Mitch. Well. Yeah. They were like, we couldn't have picked somebody better for him. No. And I'm like, you're fucking damn right. <laughs> Just like with Misha Collins. Like, I don't think, I mean, he, Mitch was so, 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 so good as yeah. Samuel. Yeah, he was. I love him. Yes. Anyway, so Dean walks in, Mary introduces him, and uh, her dad right away says, how do you kill a, a vampire? Do you, or do you, do you silver, or, do you silver, or do you stab it? him with a wooden stake? Right. And Dean's like, neither, you have to decapitate him. Do I pass your test? It's kind of a dumb test. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> dumb test. And uh, Sam's like, yeah, you pass it, now leave. Right. <laughs> and then we meet Dean's grandma, yeah. Deanna. <laughs> and Dean's like, Deanna and Samuel. And, Samuel. and she's all, yeah. And he's like, huh. huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's named after a lady. <laughs> you can tell he just gets that look on his face like, fuck. It's not right. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, Deanna invites him to stay for dinner and Dean at, that's when at the dinner table, Dean tells Mary the reason he was following her is he thought that someone was after her boyfriend. And that's when Deanna says, John Winchester mixing it up with oh, the yeah. spirits. Can you, <laughs> Can you imagine? imagine? <laughs> and I like how Dean just kind of laughs like, right. under his, his breath. Yeah. Cause yeah, we can imagine pretty well. So Sam thinks John's a nice guy, but he doesn't want Mary with a naive civilian. Dean finds out that Sam is Samuel is working on a case at Whitshire Farm, Tom Whitshire. Um, <clears throat> and the name sounds familiar to him, but he's not entirely sure why. He chalks it up to Sam saying that maybe it's because it's been in the papers. Right. Um, and he asks if there's any other demonic omens. And Deanna tells him that the weather grass will be there on Friday. <laughs> By mail? <laughs> no, we, we, we paid a jet, a jet to fly him overnight. And I just, I love this where he's just like sinking in like, holy, holy shit. shit. Being a hunter back, in, back then was like a pain in the ass. Yeah, no kidding. So Dean offers his services to go help, but Samuel doesn't trust other hunters. Um, they work alone. Samuel and Mary show up to the farm the next day, and he he's dressed as a priest, and Mary's asking why she has to be there, and Samuel's like, family business. Family. <laughs> you can see oh, Dean familiar. and Samuel <laughs> would get along really well if they just sat down and talked. Right. Um, so Dean's already in the house, dressed as a priest. 
And uh, he, he hasn't found anything substantial with talking to the wife. Mary, on the other hand, is talking to the son. And when Dean shows up, we find out that there is a man who showed up about a week ago and offered to help the son with his dad beating him. Beating his mom. Right. Right. Being just really abusive. Right. And he told them that he didn't have to give him anything, but the man said he would be back in 10 years. Right. And, and that was it. And he tells them that he didn't know if it was the way the light hit his eyes or what was going on, but he had yellow eyes. Yeah. And Dean's Dean like, very oh my fucking God. So here's my question, because we all know how I feel about time travel. What would have happened if Dean had killed Azazel? Um, nothing. <laughs> but we wouldn't, Mary wouldn't have died. Right. I mean, basically, because we've already seen um, what is and what should never be. Right. The gin episode. Right. Do you think it would be just like that? Possibly. I mean, I guess it would depend on if Dean coming back to the future knows what he did. <laughs> back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> totally did that on purpose. Boom. <laughs> that was a really lame high five, you guys. <laughs> just edit it with... Better sound graphics. Um, I guess I I think it would depend on if when Dean comes back and if he knows what happened, right? You know, he knows each because right. If he comes back to the time where he left off, it would already be like the Jen episode where right Sam's in college or finishing college, marrying Jessica. He's already with uh, whatever her name was. Camille or something. Some, I don't remember her name. Neither. Um, but he was anyway. also kind of a, a douchebag and right. not a very nice person. Yeah, he was kind of just like a... I wonder if that would have changed, maybe? Deadbeat. Right. Um, well, I think if he was in it, you know, in the present with it, he probably would try to change it. Right. Because in the Jin episode, he comes into it after the fact... You know, like, right. the life has already been lived up to this point. Right. So he couldn't control who he was. Right. Well, I guess that's kind of what I'm asking, is if he did actually change the past, would he have any control over what kind of a person well, no, he turned into? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Because I think it would be the same as him going into the dream, the wishverse. Oh, okay. Where he goes into the present. And he's just going to all this stuff has already there. happened. Right, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, unless for some reason he wakes up before all of that. Like, he wakes up. The night his mom died or something. Which wouldn't happen. Right. right. So his mom wouldn't die, but he would know as a yeah. little kid what's going on and yeah. he could change the course of things. Right. I don't think that would happen. I think he would wake up back to the time where he was. Right. That, which yeah. would have been many, many years of Sam But then I have to wonder, would he ever gotten back? Because then if that happens, he never met Cass and Cass never sent him back in time. And this is why I hate time travel. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of things in it that are just right. like not very well thought out this doesn't work you guys right. <laughs> yeah i don't care if there's a loop you know like i was telling you before this jensen right. brought up the fact that he was like i'm confused why would we not have a vw bug prior to this if i was the one who convinced my father to buy the impala after the fact right wouldn't we have been driving around in a bug this whole time or a bus um and they're like, no, because you're constantly going back in time. Because you always you, were the one to tell me about the Right. Which, I mean, I, I get that. Um, I just... 
It's that's silly. my whole thing is changing shit. Like you can't go into the past and change things. Right. And Cass has definitely left Dean with the impression that that's what he has to do. Right. When he's in the past is change things. Right. Which is unfair. It is. Because unless it's some kind of weird destiny thing where, sure, you can go in and kill Azazel, but your mom's still going to die. Right. She's still going to go down. It's just going to go down in a, a completely little differently. different way. Right. We just need Azazel gone. So can you go take right. care can of that Right. Can you just take us? care of that? Thanks. <laughs> um, but anyways, so uh, Dean finds out it's the yellow-eyed demon and he's really upset and really gung-ho to go kill it. He goes back to the house and he tells Samuel and Deanna about the yellow-eyed demon and he knows um, what family it's going to he's going to be going to visit and and you know what times. And the Campbells are not buying it. They're like, "What? In the you're fuck? a little crazy." And dude. so he busts out his dad's journal and he's like, "I have a list. My dad Wrote down everywhere the yellow eye demon went, trying to figure out why he killed my mom. Right. And they're like, oh, shit. And then he finds out that he's going to be at, I can't remember her, Lydia Walsh, I think, or Welsh or something like that. Um, because his dad can see the future. And yeah, he's like, that's in two days. How does your dad know <laughs> right. that? My dad can see the future. <laughs> so the next one, um, or it's the next day, it's tomorrow, about three miles away. And that's when he tells them he can see the future. Samuel thinks he's crazy, um, but Dean's like, I'm going to go stop the demon. And he tells him about Daniel Elkins, who has the, the cult. cult. Who right. They also are like, that's not that true. That doesn't exist. And if it does, it doesn't work. Um, so Dean goes to talk to Mary to tell her goodbye and that he thinks her and Don are meant to be together. Oh, that scene. It's just so uninspired. <laughs> it's like, what could possibly be... The most poignant thing that she could say to Dean. And it's like, I would never want my sons to be this hunter. And oh, it's so sad. And I mean, it's not that it's not sad. I mean, it's sad, but it's just so uninspired. Like, really, that's what we're going to do, guys, is just make everybody feel like poor Mary, all of her hopes and dreams died the night she died. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Of course, that's what they want you to feel. (laughs) I'm a little bitter. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, he asks how, what John is like, and she tells him he's sweet and kind, and he's the very happily ever after. She's pretty sure he's going to ask her to marry him the next night, and that's when, um, she goes on about what Leanna just said, is how she really just wants to get away, because she doesn't, she doesn't want to be living in the life anymore. She just wants to raise a family, and thinks, she thinks the worst possible thing that could happen <laughs> is to raise her children. Which is what she literally says. <laughs> and, Yeah. Raise her children in the life that she was raised in. Yes. Um, and then Dean asks her to promise him something. Um, and he's breaking down while he's saying it. It's yes. pretty sad. Yeah. And he's asking her on November 2nd in 1983 to not get out of bed. No matter what she hears. Right. And he's like, just promise, just promise. me. And she's like, okay. And, and she's, she's, she's like, A little uncomfortable sick. with it, right? Yeah. But she can see how emotional he's getting. And so. she can see that it's serious. She clearly didn't remember. Right. Or I don't think I would have remembered that. <laughs> Not like she has a cell phone. She can put it in. Here we go. There's a fucking ghost There's coming. There's the light again. God damn it. Um, I wish they'd just tell us what they want, Shannon. <laughs> Get out the spirit board. Uh, the, talking board. <laughs> the talking board. The talking board. So Dean is driving to the next yellow-eyed demon location, and Cash shows up in the car. Dean asks 
why Sam wasn't brought into this because he thinks that Sam would really want to be there. And Cass tells Dean that it's something that he has to do alone. Uh, Cass reminds Dean that if he alters the future, they'll never be hunters and all of the people that they saved will die. Dean knows this. He's lived it. <laughs> right. Uh, he cares, but he says he just can't let his parents die. Not again. So one of the things that when they first start talking, because uh, Dean's like, why didn't you bring Sam? He would want to be here. And Cass is like, you need to do this alone. And Dean's like, so while Sam's just tearing up the future, trying to find me. And Cass is like, Sam's not trying to find you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Ooh. Oh, shit. What That's is he kind doing? Of serious. <laughs> And yeah. then Kaz just flips off. Right. That drives me insane the way he You're does just that. like, what are you talking about? Right. That seems kind of important. <laughs> right. And then he just leaves. <laughs> like, <laughs> I literally just crawled out of hell. Right. <laughs> and now my brother's just off, like, like not, not caring that I've disappeared again. <laughs> and then he looks over and Cass is gone. Oh, fucking hell. Um, Samuel and Mary are cleaning guns on the dining room table. And Samuel tells Mary that Dean is off to kill a demon. And she's like, that's impossible. And he tells her it's at the Walsh's. And she's like, Liddy Walsh? And he's like, yeah. She's like, Dad, that's my friend. We have to go. So, Dr. Brown, which is a Back to the Future reference. <laughs> I didn't even catch that one. <laughs> is telling Liddy on the couch that whomever they're talking about has a tumor that has metastasized. Um, and they're going to die. There's nothing that they can do. Um, but there is a cure that he can help her with. He'll just need to come back in 10 years to collect. And that he just needs permission. Right. And she's like, what? Yellow eyes flash. Samuel shows up and shoots the doctor. Then gets pinned to the wall. Mary attacks the demon from behind. And they fight for a little bit. And then he tells her that he likes her. She's got spunk. Um, Dean shows up with the cult. And the demon flees. Yes. He's like, I'm out. So Dean tells Samuel that they need to talk alone. And this is when Dean tells Samuel the truth about who he is and why he's there. So here's one thing is when they're leaving the house um, and Mary goes and gets in the car and Samuel and Dean are standing there talking to each other. And Samuel is like, you did good in there. And Dean's like, I missed the shot. And Samuel's like, just take the compliment. It was kind of like, kind of a little bit of a, this is not Samuel, like, red yeah. flag type thing. Because from what we know of Samuel, he would never say that. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of just reminds me of when um, Azazel possessed John. And how Dean realized that it wasn't John because he was being too nice. Right. Do you think, though, that wouldn't we have seen him get possessed? No, because Dean and Mary were outside talking to each other. Before he walked up to them. Okay. He was still in the house. Okay. Okay. And then he came out and said that to Dean. Okay. And I was all, oh, that's his asshole. That's him right there. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't even like, that didn't click for me. Right. Until he asked to see the cult. When he's like, right. Let me see that. Yeah. And I was all, oh, Uh-oh. shit. Don't let him, Dean. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I must have been like writing my notes or not paying attention because I didn't notice the first time either. Because um, I didn't notice that he lingered behind while yeah. they were still out front first. Okay. Yeah. Good catch. Good catch. Thank you. <laughs> ha! I finally got one. <laughs> um, so, as we said, he asks to see the cult, and you can tell something's off, and Dean can tell something is off, and he's like, oh, no, that's okay. But then Samuel shows his true colors and that he's a Zazel, pins Dean to the wall in the chair, 
and Dean asks him why he does it. And the yellow eye demon basically just gives Dean his whole plan for the kids, but not his end game. Right. He basically tells them about the blood and he wants to make them stronger and that he's doing what he's doing now so that he can have permission to go into their homes to do what he's what gonna he wants do. to do. Right. Not, he, he's, he doesn't even care about the souls. Right. He just wants to be able to take their children. Basically. I do like how um, when he realizes that Dean's from the future, he asks if he's one of his psychic kids. And he smells smells him. him. (laughs) That's so creepy. (laughs) Which I was like, when he did when he did that, I was like, maybe that's another reason why Sam didn't get to go. Because that's true. They were like, it's it would be too dangerous. Dangerous, yeah. That's very. That's what I because I was like, he can smell it. That's probably why Sam's not here. Yeah, totally. Um. But anyways, so. Deanna is kind of eavesdropping and watching from the kitchen the whole time while Mitch Pelegi is sticking his ass out real sexy-like the whole time he's talking to Dean. I just thought that was so funny. They do that shot from behind and he's just like kind of swaying back and forth as he's talking to Dean and I was like, oh, that's so funny because I never even noticed. I know you hate this episode, but go back and watch that scene okay. and just look how he's, like, leaning over okay, on the chair and, like, arching his back a little <laughs> so his ass kind of pops. Oh, my God. I was like, all right. Here we go, Mitch. <laughs> so, um, he, uh, Azazel's like, you can't save Pops because Dean th- says, I'm the one that kills you. Right. And he's like, well, you can't save Pops. And then he stabs himself in the gut. Deanna screams. Gets flipped in the air, and then he leaves. And right. Dean is able to get up, grabs the colt. Or, well, before he leaves, he snaps Deanna's neck, which is kind of important. Um, <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. And, and he's then, also, at that point, stabbed then, himself in the stomach. Right. Well, he stabs himself first. That's yes. when Deanna screams. He then flips her oh, that's right. into the kitchen. And then snaps her neck. Right. Then he runs after her, snaps her neck. Then he leaves. Dean gets up, sees her dead, grabs the colt, and he leaves. Okay. Well, he's like, Mary, Mary. He's doing a Samuel for Mary. For Mary. Yeah. <laughs> it runs in the family. Apparently. It's for the family. Well, yeah. Um, so, so then we cut to John and Mary, right? Right. They're parked and Mary and John want, is basically getting ready to ask uh, Mary to marry him. And Mary says, there are things that you don't know about me. And he cuts her off, tells her that he doesn't care that he loves her the way that she is, which is what she told him in the beginning of the episode. Right. And he pulls out the ring. Possessed Samuel shows up, pulls Mary out of the car and starts dragging her off. And she's like, oh, you're hurting me. John comes up. He gets his neck snapped. A demon favorite. Yes. And Samuel tells Mary that he's not the only one that got killed. That mommy and daddy are dead too. And he shows her the, like, stab wound in his stomach. Right. He offers Mary that... He'll bring John back, and they can live a hunter-free life for ten years. And then he'll show up. As long as he's not interrupted, no one will get hurt. He doesn't want her soul. He just needs to have permission and not be interrupted. Right. And I'm like, oh. If only, right? Holy shit. Yeah. And, um, shit, what was I going to say here? Oh, I was like, so this is how Mary got to live without dealing with hunters. Right. Or stuff. Because it seems like no matter what hunters do, they cannot get out of the life. Once you're in it, you're in it. You're in it. You know, it's like the fucking mafia. You're not getting out. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so I was like, oh my god, she made a deal? Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. She made a deal to let him be uninterrupted for her son. <laughs> Not that she knows that's what's going right, on. Right. But, but anyway. So um, Dean shows up too late to stop the deal. He shows up just as they're kissing. And Cash shows up right next to him and just poofs him back into his own time. <clears throat> so this is what I realized when I was watching this episode today. Does Do you think that actually means that Dean's named after himself and not after Deanna? <laughs> I mean, there's this guy, Dean, that's a big part of, like, one of the most important moments in her life. That is a good possibility. <laughs> I would still say it would be Grandma because that's funnier. Right. And it makes more sense right. because they both died on that day yeah. that she met Dean. But also... It just seems it, a little unlikely. <laughs> That she knew a guy named Dean and then named her son Dean. Right. Yeah. Just just throwing it out there. It's, it's highly, highly likely yeah. that that is the case. <laughs> <laughs> just this mysterious guy shows up, gets her family killed. Right. Then... <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um. So Mary and John are still on the ground. Samuel is dead beside them. John's alive, and John's probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? I was in my car, and now I'm on the ground, and your dad's dead. <laughs> yeah. like, can you explain some things, please? Right. Which apparently she didn't, be- at least not the truth, because well, they moved no, to Hunter Free Life. Right. <laughs> um, so Dean wakes up. He tells Cass that he couldn't stop it, and he's visibly upset. So here's the thing. Because then Cass tells him he needed to know all of that. Right. Um, he's like, why did you send me if I couldn't do it? Uh, and Cass is like, because there's things you needed to know. Dean did not learn a fucking thing that no. he did not already know. I know. That's what I thought. I was like, we are a waste know. of everybody's time. <laughs> we know about the demon blood. Right. We know about the fucking kids. Right. And the angels were just using Dean to go back in time to see if he can find out any more information because... They knew about, he even says, we know about Azazel's kids. We just right. don't know what his the plan was. was yeah. Right. And I'm like, why? Then why did you send Dean why back there? Why did you like, think Dean would figure that out? Right. Like, he's not going to know the end game either no. by going back in time. Right. Because Azazel went to great lengths to cover it up. Right. He's not going to just tell somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, Dean, or Cass tells Dean that he never could change it. It was all destiny, that right. they just needed to basically gather information. Right. Um, and then that's when Dean's like, where's Sam? And Cass just says, 425 Waterman. And he says, Dean, or he says, Sam is headed down a dangerous road, and we're not sure where it leads, so stop it. Or, or we, we will. Oh, fuck. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That is not good. That is not a good thing to say. No. Because we know where he is. Yeah. And we don't know what he's doing, but we have seen him exercise the demon with his brain. So obviously he's doing something. And we are about to find out what. And apparently, according to the angels, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with them on that. Uh, so, um, oh, in the diner, 
when Dean first meets young John, an elderly man who comes in, um, who's basically the explainer to let us know it's John, says, say hi to your old man for me. But we learn in season eight that John's father vanished when John was a child. Oh, do we? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a ways off, so it could could have gotten for Ryan, I guess. But they think the old man could allude to a stepfather or adopted father or grandfather. Okay. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. Because when when he said that, I was like, didn't his I just thought, I was like, I don't remember anything about John's dad. So when he said that, I was like, huh, that's right. John did have a dad. (laughs) (laughs) I just vaguely, it was very vague until I went and I read. And I was like, that's right. He didn't grow up with right. a dad. Right. Anyway, anyway. Um the Impala was purchased from Rainbow Motors, North Can- Lawrence, Kansas, and it was $2,204. All right. Just for those of you who'd like to know how much a car would cost in 73. <laughs> um and Oh yeah, so the when Mary gets pinned, this is when I put the little tidbit of the Aquarian star, which is the same symbol for... Oh, the mental letters. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Mary deals for John's life on May 2nd. This is Sam's birthday. It is also the same day John Winchester traded his life for Dean, and Dean traded his life for Sam. Jesus and Christ. And the day that Sam went to hell, or Dean went to hell. All May of that 2nd. was on the same day? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, poor Sam. Yeah, right. Oh, don't you ever just get a happy birthday? birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the commentary track for this episode, Eric Kripke stated that the... Oh, I already talked about this. His greatest inspirations. Right. Sam and Hellblazer and American Gods. But here's a direct quote from Kripke off of the DVD commentary. <clears throat> you know, the first thing that's probably worth talking about is watching Sam actually leave the episode entirely. For the record, Jared spent this entire episode in Hawaii. Some people thought, I heard fans talking about, that it was because of Friday the 13th and he was doing reshoots or whatever. It actually wasn't. It's actually Dean being alone in this episode was the right thing creatively. There was no logistic reason for doing it and we just really felt that Dean needed to go on this journey by himself. Because really, yes, it's about his parents, but really, it's really a journey about what happened to Sam and all of the secrets that Sam's been keeping from him, and it felt really important that Dean do it without Sam's assistance. Right on. And a little bit later, all the Back to the Future and all the time travel references, they were Jeremy's. That's part of your scripted genius, that angels got their hands on the DeLorean. I actually noticed that you named the doctor, then Jeremy cuts in. Right, he was named Dr. Brown for Doc Brown. And Eric says, well, yeah, we actually knew that was a real Back to the Future <laughs> homage. So. Right on. I need to get the DVD set. Yeah. Commentary is yeah. so good. It is. Um, Favorite moments? Body count was four. Oh, four. So the parents. The Campbells. Um, the dad of the kid who... Met as Azel. I have no idea who the fourth <laughs> one is. <laughs> um, I guess Doc Brown. Yeah, technically. Let's go with that. He would be dead. 
Yeah. Because he got shot before right. Azazel true. left his body. Yeah, we'll go with him. <laughs> um, Favorite moments? I just went with when Dean realized he's sitting next to his dad. I just liked his face in those. Where he's just kind of like... <laughs> Staring, op- you know, slap right. jawed at his dad for right. way longer than, than necessary. necessary. Yeah. <laughs> um, I only picked one, and it's when Cass was sitting on Dean's bed. Yeah, that's a good one. It is. Um, I also liked the line. Okay, what? Angels got their hands on some DeLoreans. How did I get here? And I also liked Castiel's line. Your brother is headed down a dangerous road. Dean, we're not sure where it leads, so stop it or we will. It's I like it because it's really scary and it makes you think, like, what the fuck is Sam doing with Ruby now? Right. And how is he able to exercise demons with his mind? Like, can we learn about this now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. This is way more dangerous than we apparently thought it was because right, cause angels, angels are going to kill Sam. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just, you hear it and you're just like, Oh, shit. It's about to get real. (laughs) So I really liked that line. Yeah. Cass. Yeah. I picked a funny line. It's actually a Dean line. And it's when Cass appears in his car with him when he's driving. And Dean says, so what? God's my co-pilot? Is that it? (laughs) (laughs) And also I say it because it reminds me of um, when he sees Ruby in season three outside the hotel and they have their little heart to heart. And he's like, Devil's so what yeah. devil, uh, devil may care after all. Is that right. it? I'm like, is that like your thing, Dean? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly it is. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a favorite song? I went with Ramblin' Man mm-hmm. and the Allman Brothers. Me too. The Allman Brothers band. Um, plays in the diner when Dean's talking to John. It also played in the pilot of season one. Oh yeah, um, it did, huh? Well, the pilot is obviously the one. <laughs> um, the newspaper shows the date of April seventy, April nineteen seventy three, but the song "Ramblin' Man" wasn't released until September of nineteen seventy three. Huh? So they were That's a little really off. funny. <laughs> I found it a little amusing. That I didn't is. know that. I had to look it up, but I thought it was kind of funny. That is. It's like it. When did See, that song time come travel, out? time travel fucks it all up. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have for this one. Do you have anything else? That is all. Cool. Well, guys, if you're not there already, please check out, check out the website, thewaywardfans.com. You can see all of our podcasts there and other interesting tidbits. Uh, please comment on the episodes or shoot us, uh, contact us. Let us know what you think of them. You can contact us directly via email, waywardfans at gmail.com. Let us know those thoughts, feelings, concerns, and make us happy by getting little pen pal letters. We like them. <laughs> they make us very happy. Yeah. Um, or you can follow us on Twitter at waywardfans underscore SPN and on Facebook, facebook.com slash waywardfans. Uh, we post all of our new episodes there also, so it's a good way to stay up to date and uh please rate us on itunes yes rate 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 that would really help us yeah the more (laughs) rates more ratings we get the higher up we get on the search lists and stuff so and more likely uh to get interviews yes which would be great yes because now we're finally at a point where 
We have all the people on the show that we would want to interview. Well, there's some ladies that I would like to hit yes. up later on. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I totally forgot, and I thought this was the episode when we met her. Um, really? The brunette. Yeah. One because of the people coming back that they love. Oh. Uh, it, it took me a second to be like, oh yeah, this is, this no, is the right one. Yeah. <laughs> but I was. I think I was just excited, like, oh my god, is this for a Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> nope, a little ahead of myself. Right on. But yeah. Um, Alright, so thanks, thanks for listening, and we'll talk at you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.